the Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about office space and what not to do. <laughs> uh, today's question comes from Barkley, and we're going to be talking about getting an office space, sharing an office space, how all that stuff works, especially if you don't have like an f- official business setup yet. Um, there's a lot of things that I want to protect Barkley from because I've seen situations like this go horribly wrong. (laughs) So I'm excited to give you guys all the things that you should look out for. I don't think we've talked about office space on the episode before, but it's a really important uh, piece of like building a startup. You're going to want an office at some point. Some startups stay stay remote, but you know, some people like to have their logo on the wall. So uh, we have an office at LaunchPierce, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say it's not a good thing for us. So, uh, but anyway, if you're interested in getting an office space, don't want to make the mistakes that I've made before and that I've seen a ton of my friends make, then check out this episode. Uh, I'll go ahead and let Barkley take it. Today's question comes from Barkley in Atlanta, Georgia. He writes in, so myself and two of my friends do media production work. None of us pursue this full time, but recently we're talking about getting an office space together and we actually found a nice small office in our budget. We will be doing a temporary month to month And if the space works for us, then we'll sign for a year. I told the property manager, and he said he needs our business name. None of us make enough money to require becoming a business at the moment. He then told me that whoever signed the lease would be liable for anything that happens, and I would need to claim taxes differently. Should I be okay with renting the space for two to four months under my name until we figure out if this will be a long-term thing? Hey, Barkley. uh, So great question. I have a few very strongly worded opinions about this, <laughs> so bear with me as I answer this question. Um, the first, congratulations on the deal. Uh, I think what you worked out is great. Like you can try the office space first before you sign a, a full lease. Like you can do it month to month. It is in some markets, it is very very difficult to be able to do that. Um, and so, kudos on that. The Commercial real estate game is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, I'll be totally honest with you. Like, it is not anything like renting a house. Like, I'll give you me. I'll give you an example. My my wife and I moved back from um, North Carolina down to Charleston. Like, not that long ago. I think it was like a few months ago. Um, and when we were doing it, we were like, okay, this is needs to happen fast. Like, we had a week to move in to some place. So what we did was we took a trip down, found a couple of places that we liked, met with the property manager, signed a lease same day, had the moving date the day after that. Done. Like super easy. Um, the commercial real estate, when we found LaunchPure's office space, first we had to contact a real estate agent because you're not. it's very difficult to find a commercial space without a real estate agent. Um, then we had to go look at like several places and meet with the real estate agents of those other places, not the people who own the property or the uh, the people who would be managing the property, but the real estate agent who represented that other company. Uh, then we had to work out this weird deal of like figuring out how the cost per square square foot worked. And like, instead of having just like, Hey, this place is $3,000 a month. Um, and the lease is X number of months or years. Um, no, it was like, Oh, we're $15 a square foot or we're $25 a square foot. And it's like, why don't, why can't you just freaking tell me, like what the place costs every month. <laughs> why do you have to like put it in square foot terms? Like the square foot doesn't change. So why can't you just tell me how much this place is to rent? It was just, it's just a ridiculous like process that they make, they way overcomplicate cause it makes real estate, uh, commercial real estate, uh, investors just feel better, I guess. I don't know. It, it's really annoying though, but 
Then once we found the place that we wanted, we had to negotiate and that negotiation went back and forth between our real estate agent and their real estate agent. And usually at the minimum, I've seen it take a week. For the most part, it takes like 30 to 60 days to iron out those terms, get a contract drawn up. And then on top of that, they try to jerk you around and like do all these things with the contract and the lease and some stuff's in there, some stuff's not. The, the terms are like really confusing. It's not like just renting out a property. Like there's a bunch of stuff that you have to sign in the lease that you probably don't understand. Um, and then once you finally iron out the deal, the move-in date is usually not right away. It's like, oh, it's going to be two or three weeks away. Um, so the big difference between the benefit of the commercial real estate side though, is that you can negotiate. That's the, that's probably the best part. You can't really negotiate with like a, an apartment or you're trying to rent a house. Like you could try, but the terms are like very simple and kind of locked in stone for commercial real estate. You can say like, I don't like that price per square foot. I want to pay this instead. Or I don't want the move in date to be in three weeks. I want it to be tomorrow. I want it to be two months from now, or I don't want to pay rent for the first three months, but I'm okay paying a higher rent because of that after the three months is over. There's a lot of different things you can play around with in commercial real estate. So that's probably the, the biggest benefit. Now with Barkley's specific situation, um, he said that he, the, the company who's renting the place out or the real estate agency or whatever, who's renting the place out, needs a business name on the lease. That's very normal. Um, because they want to rent out to the business, not to an individual. Um, and if you don't have a business set up, then you kind of have to just put your name on it, which means you're kind of setting yourself up as a sole, sole proprietorship. If you don't understand this stuff, that's fine. Go talk to a lawyer about it. I'm not a lawyer. So you can insert that whole legal thing about me not being a lawyer. Go advise, advise an attorney right here. Um, but the, they're going to want a business to be on it and held liable for anything that goes on with the property, non-payment of rent, whatever that, that is. That's pretty standard. Now, in Barclay's situation, what he wants to do is he wants to put his name on the lease in the short term and then eventually down the road like have like a company set up or other people's names on the lease. I wouldn't do that um, for a few reasons. One is... Sure, you might be friends with these people right now, but that might not last forever. One of these people decides to skip out on rent or decides to move overseas or decides that he's getting married and and he's going to go live in Costa Rica, like whatever, anything can happen. And then you're kind of left with the bag and you're the only person's name who's on there. So what are you going to do? Like there's nothing you can do at that point. You need to make sure that everyone else who has a, a, a fiscal responsibility for paying the lease or paying the bills on that property is just as responsible as you are. And there's a couple ways that you can do this. The complicated way and not the one that I would really recommend is setting up an LLC, a very simple LLC and um, just having it where all three of you are owners of that LLC. Um, Again, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't tell you whether or not this is a really good idea, legally speaking, but I can tell you why I don't like the idea just from a common sense standpoint. I don't like that because then you're owning a business with people you don't really like, you might know well now, but things could change. And so having that set up, then you have to talk about like, well, who owns a majority of the company? If I own a majority of the company, then uh, do I pay a majority of the rent? If we all own a third of the company, what about voting rights? Can two of the people just decide to vote me off? You know, like it's just, a bunch of complexity set up. But this is the way I would do it if I was Barkley. I would set up a business for myself. You should do that anyway, just to protect yourself. I don't care if it's an LLC. I would recommend an LLC just because it's easy. Um, But again, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I would set up an LLC and just like 
start that whole process. It's not that expensive. It's pretty easy to do. You can go to LegalZoom and do it really fast. You can even file the paperwork yourself. I ended up filing the paperwork for myself and just had an attorney look it over after the fact. Uh, It's very simple to do. Once you do that, then I would go ahead and sign the lease, but make sure that you have a like contract written up with those two other people that you're going in with that they're subleasing the space from you. Uh, and it's really easy to find. You can find sublease agreements online and basically a sublease agreement is just saying like, I am the person renting out this property, like Barkley, I'm the person renting out this property. I'm paying all the bills. I am subleasing this portion of the space to you, or I'm letting you use the space for these purposes. And in exchange for that, you're going to be paying me, um, however much dollar, however many dollars a month. And that could be month to month. That could be on a, for a year. It could be for two years. It could be as long as you want, but make sure that you have that contract drawn up. So if I was going to be in Barclays shoes, that's what I would do set up your business. Uh, it sounds like you're the one that's responsible for setting all this stuff up anyway. Um, set up your business. You should do that anyway to protect yourself. And then I would sublease parts of that space out to those other people who are in the space with you. And this is kind of what uh, co-working spaces do anyway. Like the co-working space is the one that's renting out and paying the bills for the whole property. They're essentially subleasing out seats or spaces or access to the space to different people in that space. And a lot of them do it month to month. So it's really no different than that. Um, but this is going to protect you in case one of them decides to skip out. Sure. You're not gonna be able to like go chase them down. You can, but it's going to be very difficult and the process is going to suck. Uh, but this like makes it more official and they then have the same fiscal responsibility to pay you as you have the responsibility to pay the person who you're renting the property from. Okay. Um, so anyway, Barkley, hopefully that helps for any of you trying to get space. It's a really terrible, annoying process. Uh, but once you find a space, it's worth it. Um, and it's just deal with it. (laughs) There's no way to get around it. Uh, There's been a lot of companies who've tried to make the commercial real estate process better. If you're trying to build something like that, good luck. It's a very hard process. But uh, anyway, good luck, Barkley. Make sure you protect yourself. Don't rely on the kindness of other people to, as you're building your company, like make sure everything's written up. I don't care who you're working with. I don't care what situation you're in. Just make sure you protect yourself and the people you care about. If you have a family, make sure you're protecting your family. The last thing you want to do is get screwed over because you didn't have a contract signed up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every time you give us a rating or review, it helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more founders that can listen to the show, the more founders we can help with the answers that we give on the podcast. And also it means the more questions that we'll be able to answer. And I'm sure you have the same question that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And the more questions that we can feature on the show, the better the show will be. So if you've already given us a rating or review, we really appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, please go ahead, rate us or review us on iTunes. And if you have your own questions about building your startup, whatever they are, head over to launchchat.io and record your question or send us an email at hello at launchpeer.com and make sure you mention the podcast in the subject line of the email.